This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend and start to your week as well. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the Champions League draw yesterday. Uh, it was exciting. It was interesting to see the draws and the full lineup, of course, of those games as well. And I think that when it comes to Arsenal and what we were hoping from it, I think we've come out of it. And I'm, I'm conscious. I'm being very conscious of how I speak about this because I know how I spoke about the draw for the last 16 of the Europa League last season in, in pretty optimistic terms. Um, so I'm conscious of it. But I think I'm probably right in saying that we've avoided some trickier tests is probably the best way I can put it out there let's say um good morning to those joining us in the chat box i uh, hope you're doing good and well uh, and those listening of course on catch up across plenty of our platforms uh pika who pam old dave paul good morning sweating merlot james rich damien we've got maximius martin dave olawale nsw we've got stevie matt g temi steve stone barry uh, Amira, we've got uh, Valor and Sabre and Glenn and Viraj and Steve and Hesburn and plenty more of you guys and girls joining us as always. It's very much appreciated. Uh, do drop a like, subscribe uh, with all of the YouTube stuff that we come to expect every single morning. Uh, thank you to those that continue to support the channel. And without further ado, let's crack on with today's story, shall we? Uh, we begin with that Champions League last 16 draw in which Arsenal were drawn against Porto, uh, the side currently sitting third in the Portuguese league and runners-up of their respective division last season behind Benfica. They were also second only to Barcelona in their Champions League group. In fact, they were level on points with Barcelona in the group and had a better goal difference, but because, of course, the group stage is measured upon um, head-to-head records, it meant that they were only 
as good to finish second in their group. And they had to actually beat uh, Shakhtar Donetsk on the final day of the group stage with the 5-3 win, I think it was in the end, to secure that second spot in the group. So Arsenal could have been against Shakhtar Donetsk if it wasn't for Portugal. I suppose like fate works out differently, doesn't it? But the full draw was very interesting indeed, just to round that up before we go into a little bit more detail about Porto. Uh, Bayern will face Lazio. Morel Sociedad will place uh, PSG. Uh, Man City, of course, got FC Copenhagen. Real Madrid, got RB Leipzig. Uh, Barcelona face Napoli. Atletico Madrid play Inter and Dortmund play PSV. I think Arsenal did well to avoid Inter. And of course, it's the Atletico face Inter. That will knock out one of those two. Real Madrid-Leipzig is a really interesting game as well, of course. Real Sociedad-PSG is not one to turn your nose up at either. And of course, I think PSV, who have a very good record and are playing very well, and of course held Arsenal to a 1-1 draw in Eindhoven, I think will give Dortmund a relatively good run for their money. But I am expecting the likes of City and Bayern to go through relatively comfortably. And Barca-Napoli is an amazing tie that we've got to uh, look forward to watching also. Arsenal's games against FC Porto have also been announced. We will be playing in Porto first on Wednesday, February 21st. So that is the day before our live event, of course. So those travelling to the game, make sure you get back. Uh, for the evening back in London the following uh, afternoon to head over to the old Queen's Head for our live event in S in the Essex Road uh, that evening, which I'm looking forward to. And then, of course, the second leg is at the Emirates on the 12th of March. Uh, both games take place at 8 p.m. UK time. So, yeah, very exciting indeed to see how Arsenal fare. I think overall we could have got a lot worse in terms of a tie Porto are a very good team. Uh, they will be a challenge. I think they're harder than any of the teams that we have faced so far in the Champions League this season. So we need to be on it. Arsenal's record in Porto isn't exactly great. We've never won uh, in their ground whatsoever. We have so far failed in the Estadio de Dragal. Um, but uh, maybe this will be the first time we manage to do it. Meanwhile, they have never won in North London. So it's an interesting record that both teams have respectively. And if you remember the last time we played them, we ended up losing 2-1 in Porto before a 5-0 win in 2010 where Samir Nasri scored that unbelievably tricky, skillful uh, goal that saw us through to the next round of the competition. So let's wait and see. But I think overall, we are relatively pleased with this. Uh, Edu, according to The Athletic, has hired uh, former Brazil colleague and Real Madrid scout Paulo Javier, um, really interesting uh, piece of business by uh, Arsenal. Javier, Javier, depending upon, um, I guess, the, the pronunciation. I'm sure someone will correct me, as they always do. Um, but he has left his role at Real Madrid and joined Arsenal. Uh, he was with Madrid since 2017 um, and has already started with the Gunners. He is going to be based in South America with two other scouts that Arsenal already have out there. Uh, he was highly regarded member of Chief Scout Juni Calafat's scouting team in Madrid, who is also uh, who this summer also lost Gonzalo Navillo to Real Betis. They're having a big kind of shake-up, it seems, at Real Madrid regarding their scouting. He worked with the Brazilian uh, Football Confederation, of course, with Edu um, between 2015 and 2017. And he is the Edu is, of course, the man who is responsible for the appointment of uh, Paulo Javier at Arsenal. He also had a short spell at Manchester United before he joined Real Madrid as well. And we know that Arsenal's work in South America extends um, and uh, is, is, is getting a lot more uh, stringent and a lot more serious because we've already seen Arsenal pull off a couple of signings like Marquinhos and, of course, more recently before that, Gabriel Martinelli as well. So we are looking to try and 
use the South American market to our advantage. And we may see some deals from the continent in the near and long term future. Moving into possible exits, however, Napoli are said now to be another side interested in Jakob Kivior. The 25 million euro rated defender, according to Il Martino, is of interest to uh, Napoli and, uh, of course, could be a target of a number of Serie A clubs, it seems, come the January transfer window. We know that Arsenal will not be facing Napoli in the next round of the competition. They face Barcelona in the Champions League. It doesn't really make much sense to me to see Kivior leave, even though he hasn't played all that many minutes. He only signed for Arsenal last January and always knew it was going to be tough to break into the team with Gabriel, a left centre-back. And, of course, you've also got Tomiyasu competing with him, Zinchenko, Timber. Uh, also who can play in the left-back position, which Kivio is featured in as well. Arsenal should only sell if they get a very good fee for Kivio. And I just don't think the €25 million, Euros, which is only around £5 million or so more than what we actually paid, is worth it. Nuno Tavares is also said to be unhappy at uh, Forest, according to Portuguese outlet Mez Football, um, who have claimed that he wants to leave the club in January. He hasn't been able to establish himself under Steve Cooper. However, he will be joined, it seems, very soon by compatriot Nuno Espirito Santo, who is set to apparently replace Steve Cooper at Nottingham Forest as they bid to try and rescue their form and, of course, rescue themselves from the drop once again. That could uh, kind of lean, I suppose, in Nuno Tavares' favour. I am being very uh, presumptuous that a Portuguese manager may favour the Portuguese fullback. I guess we will wait and see if that does indeed have an impact on his time at the city grounds. If not, uh, another Premier League move could be on the cards. If not, a move maybe abroad. But Arsenal, I think, will be looking to try and secure an exit on a permanent basis for Tavares as soon as feasibly possible. And our final and headline story of the day is that Ollie Watkins has been added to the list of strikers. Sammy Mottbell of the Mail was reported that he, alongside Ivan Tony and Victor Ozimen, are all being considered by Arsenal ahead of the January transfer window and the summer transfer window, of course, as well, for who they might want to go for. Uh, as their next potential striker. Now, we've heard many things about the three forwards uh, and whether or not they are the right players to take the Gunners forwards. I still believe, personally, that Arsenal are looking more towards a midfielder and a defender in January. It isn't to say that a striker won't be on the list in January or potentially I'd expect more so in the summer. But it is certainly worth being aware of the fact that Watkins... Um, along with Tony and Ozyman, I just feel are far, far, far more likely to move if they are to Arsenal in the summer than in January, where we have extra needs that are needing. And not only that, but I think a wide player as well is still certainly up for debate. I think that what we might see, if there is to be a striker signing, is it would need to have the the exit of Eddie Nketiah. I think Nketiah would need to be sounded out by a club to be signed um, and if that indeed does happen, then you may see Arsenal move for a striker. Of course, it would make sense to let Nketiah go if we didn't have a backup already ready to bring in. I say backup, I mean, a, a better replacement than Nketiah to come in. That is the only way I can really see a striker signing happening. Right, that is the end of part one. So we're going to move to your questions in the chat box. If you've got anything on your mind that you'd like to get off your chest and throw into the chat, please do. Uh, I try my best to tackle as many of your questions as I can, as honestly and as accurately as possible. So throw them into the chat and we will go through as many of them as possible right after this. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat, shall we? Um, Matt G says, what is Porto's biggest weakness that we need to exploit to give us the best chance of winning? Well, one thing they don't lack is goals. Uh, And of course, they've scored plenty. They scored 15, I think it was, which is the same amount of goals as Manchester United ironically conceded in the Champions League group stage. Always a good one to get in there. So I think defensively is probably where we're going to try and look to be the best. Yes, they've, of course, got uh, Pepe. Uh, who will actually be uh, 41 years of age by the time Arsenal's game against Porto comes around. They are a threat in the box. They are a threat from set pieces. And Pepe has been a threat himself for much of the campaign this season and has been for a number of years whilst being with Porto. Um, But yeah, I do think that the defence and in those wide areas is particular where we will get the most joy um, and we've got to hope that we've got the quality in the business to be able to do that. As I said, I'm relatively confident, but I am cautious um, because of what happened with us in sporting last season. Uh, going further into the chat box, uh, let's go to Chilo, who says, um, what about Dominic Calvert-Lewin from Everton in January? Imagine 10 uh, mins to go and you have to have both him and Havertz in the box with Gabriel Magalhaes in there as well. And we are just reining in the crosses to win a crucial game against a low block. I, again, I don't see the idea of spending a massive amount of money for somebody to be on the field for 10 minutes when you've already got Kai Havertz in the squad. I just don't see that as a realistic or viable investment. When you sign a forward, you want to sign them for the wider context of why you might sign them, not because you can have him in the box for 10 minutes. And as we have discovered, Kai Havertz is already providing us with an extra threat. He's already providing us with those back post runs and that aerial threat as well that he can deliver for us. So no, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is, is a no from me. That would come as no surprise, of course, because if I'm not really for Tony, the idea of spending uh, a massive amount of money on, on Dominic Calvert-Lewin would also make... Very uh, little sense as well, which I think we can all agree on. Um, Keem says, hi, Tom. The Arsenal fan base is plus one today as my my wife has given birth to a bouncing baby boy. Well, congratulations. Uh, I'm sure I share. Uh, I'm sure everyone in the chat box also shares my sentiments. Uh, you're in for a, a crazy ride, I'm sure. Um, and uh, with family close to me as well, very recently giving birth, I am, I've been given a glimpse of the chaos and the joy that this process can bring you. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations. Uh, Vero says, looking forward to Liverpool. Uh, how do you rate the respective midfields? Well, there are suggestions that Alexis McAllister may indeed not be ready and available for this game, meaning that Endo will play, in which case I have excitement because whilst I rate Endo to a degree, I'd much rather be facing him than having Alexis McAllister in the midfield who really uh, gave Arsenal a torrid time when it came to the Emirates fixture last season. So I do think that we have a far better midfield than they do. Trent, I guess, will be moved into that midfield area as well, but I just feel as though there is a reason to be 
relatively happy about where we are at uh, as a club and how our midfield stacks up against Liverpool's. Uh, Kish says, uh, no, you've been a fan for Pedro Neto as Saka competition, but what about Nico Williams? Uh, I like Nico Williams. I've talked about him on the show for quite some time as well. He, I think, is, if he hasn't already signed a brand new deal with Athletic Club, and I think for that reason, the price tag would be even higher. There are suggestions that Barcelona are very interested in him, as are Real Madrid. I'm not sure that he's better than Pedro Neto in terms of bringing in someone in January. If you were going to do that, I think Neto would offer you more of an immediate impact because of his, you know, he's, he's already been playing in the Premier League for not just one or two seasons, but a number of seasons. So I think that Neto would be my preference of the two. But Williams is certainly someone further down my list, but is is on there, uh, if that makes sense. Um, let's go to uh, World Citizen says, have you seen... Uh, Arsenal family on Twitter. I don't know who that is. Uh, reporting this morning that Arsenal are in talks with Monaco over a Fafana deal. I always tell people if you see it on social media, to of course take it with a grain of salt. Um, that's not to say that they're not accurate reports or that these ITKs don't have uh, legitimate lines into a contact at the club. Often, uh, not often, that would be disingenuous, but a number of them genuinely do. Uh, ITKs are, I think they exist, as you all well know from our time with the bell um, uh, more recently than others. But it's an interesting phenomenon is ITKs. But just because it's being talked about doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And of course, ITKs can, I have found, uh, not even ITKs, but some individuals as well are happy to have spread their own identity to basically hit every single transfer target as early as possible to go back and say, look, I said that we were going to be signing this person. Um, yeah, it's best to be right rather than 1% accurate <laughs> most of the time. Accuracy is far, far better when it comes to getting one out of 100. But um, yeah, I don't know about the uh, the Fafana stuff and I can't say that I can you know, verify that information either. Um, Jürgen says, can we only sign a Brazilian player if his first name is Gabriel? Imagine a squad of Gabriels. I'm pretty sure that everyone in the Arsenal squad's got like a long lost nickname of, of Gabriel. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like a requirement to enter London Colney. You have to show your ID and in the middle of that ID is just uh, in quotation marks, Gabriel. I mean, William Saliba's middle name is, is Gabriel. So surely, surely it must be a requirement these days. Um, let's go to Peter says, in my opinion, there is no chance of a new forward. We need midfielders and defence desperately. I absolutely agree. Uh, Lee says, Tom, you said m some months ago that Fabio Vieira gets two seasons. I didn't say Fabio Vieira. I said all players. Um, I said it's my my new rule. So Arsenal players, I say you get two seasons to show your worth. You get two seasons to prove that there is reason for you to stay before. And if you haven't done it in two seasons, I think there is a, a solid argument to consider uh, a potential sale if one is on offer. Uh, Lee says, I realise he is injured, but in your opinion, is he doing enough to secure his future? As you've said, I think you've answered your own question, Lee, to be honest. Uh, he's injured at the moment, so it's impossible to know. Um, so far, if you were to say, does he have a future at Arsenal? Probably not, because it's not looking like he would be able to do that. So, yeah, uh, but that two-season rule, I certainly stick by it. I think that's the way forwards in terms of uh, squad building. If it's not worked out in two years, very, very difficult to see how it would be successful in the future. Uh, Jung Ta says, uh, did you see that KDB is back in training? I did. Uh, City, of course, playing in the Club World Cup over this Christmas period. Their game against Brentford has been uh, postponed, which means Arsenal this week, and if they were to win against Liverpool, would not only open up a gap to the Reds, but they would also open up a further gap to Man City because they're not playing 
this weekend. Um, Gary says, would signing someone like Frimpong cover both right back and right wing uh, as a potential option to cover Saka? With Bayer Leverkusen flying, he won't move until the summer. Yeah, I mean, they are going to ask for a huge figure for Jeremy Frimpong, who has done fantastically well um, at Bayer Leverkusen. He was a player that I've liked since his time at Celtic. I remember writing a couple of pieces about him when he was at Celtic and he looked to be a very excited player. And now I think he's got something like close to 20 goal contributions from right back. Um, fantastically talented player. And I'd love to see Arsenal move for him uh, in the summer because I don't see it happening in uh, January. Um, more than a wheelchair, Chris says, what midfielder do you want though, Tom? Llorente would be a great big name signing. As in Marcus Llorente um, from Atletico Madrid. Again, a very, very difficult player in terms of getting him out of, of uh, Atleti. He's also 28 years of age. I don't know if that would affect things. He's also, for me, not necessarily like uh i know you can play right back because he's mobile and stuff but he's more like the box to box midfielder which i guess we are lacking in number it would be hugely expensive to try and get marcus Llorente at arsenal and in january I'd, I'd find it almost near impossible to to see getting that done because i think they would ask for a huge amount of money what's his contract length have a quick check on his contract, yeah, expires in 2027. So very unlikely um, that he would be making a switch during this season. Um, Yusuf Afana is my pick. You've known that for some time. Shao Palinja as well, I like a lot um, with that Premier League experience. The huge number of tackles he provides as well, I think wouldn't be too bad of an option to bring in. But I think Marcus Llorente, good player, but very difficult to, to get done. And no links whatsoever either um chilo says should we try and sign dunk in january he was so good against us could he end up being starting a lot of games and would he cost a lot yes he would cost a lot but no he's not the, the center back and i don't think he'd move either to be honest because he's not going to start you know he's, he's not going to start at all uh kasim says um defenders should be our top priority over a midfielder like ben white who doesn't look fully fit He's not. Um, Zinchenko is also known to get injured. Apart from Kivior, we don't have a defender. Um, we are obviously without Timber and Tommy Asu, who are both out injured. It's also worth remembering where Thomas Partey started this season. He started the season playing at right back. So you could argue that he is another defender at the moment, in quotation marks, that is also out of the picture. Arsenal are hoping to get both Tommy Asu and Partey back in January, but then we'll lose both of them to the African Cup of Nations and the Asia Cup. So Probably not until February will we see uh, Tommy Asu and uh, Partey really back involved with the squad, I guess. Uh, next says, Tom, have you heard anything regarding Anana from Everton? No, I know Arsenal have had an interest in him since he was at Lille, but other than that, nothing in regards to them making a stepping up that interest, if you like. Um, Alani says, Tom, what's your take on Timber's comeback period? There's a lot of speculation. Yes, there was a lot of talk yesterday about when Urian Timber may indeed return to action. What I can tell you is that he's progressing really, really well. The club are really, really happy with his recovery so far. And he is progressing, um, what I would probably say, is ahead of initial expectations. That said, I don't want to give people false hope, like suggestions he might be back and playing in January. That seems ludicrous um however what i would say is that that march timeline we talked about the seven to nine months march was the earliest we might see him back if he is as i'm being as the whispers coming through are that he's progressing really really well um i wouldn't be shocked if it was march but it would be i still think somewhat of a surprise to see it but that seven to nine month period um is is what we were told in august and so therefore 
the seven month mark would be March. So just bear that in mind when it comes to talking about it. But the, I saw suggestions of January that he'd be playing. That'd be like superhuman, uh, considering the injury that he had. Um, let's go to Rejected Billionaire says, who would be your ideal Partey replacement if we get one in January? Yusuf Fafana. Uh, Maximir says, Tom, I saw that Ben White is playing through an injury. The reason for his dip in form and why Saliba is backing him up. Could this hurt in our game against Liverpool? He's been carrying something ever since that injury he suffered um, that kept him out of play for a little while. Arteta said he was perfect in the press conference. As far as I'm aware, I think that's a little bit optimistic. Um, I know he has been carrying something and playing with a bit of pain, but uh, I think that he had a, a decent display against Brighton. I think if you compare his performance against Matoma last season compared to this season, it is a lot better than what we saw um, during that previous campaign. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think that it's a wild concern, but it's while Tomiyasu is out and while Timber's out and while Partey's out, we are quite lacking. Uh, it'd be fair. Fair to say. I don't think it's too controversial to say that. Um, but we are very, very thin on the ground. Um, more than a wheelchair says, Frimpong would be a great signing, but I throw out Matty Cash as well. Uh, the Polish Cafu is very good. He doesn't even start for Aston Villa at the moment. Unai Emery's been favouring Esri Konsa uh, at right back, who isn't even a right back. I think Matty Cash is a, a, a good Premier League right back. I don't think he's any better than Ben White. I think he's not as good as Ben White, in fact. So I think that uh, Frimpong would be an incredibly different style of right back to what we've currently got. Um, I just don't think that it's worth it. Reese says, Tom, did you see the recent Ozil tweets about Arsenal? Uh, was it the Leonardo DiCaprio quip? Uh, yeah, he woke up and chose violence that day. Didn't he? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I did not expect to see that. You know, my views on Meza Ozil's social media activity in regards to what he said, uh, the ironic trust the process tweet you put out a few years ago, uh, Arteta did the absolute right thing in moving on from Meza Ozil and we are certainly a better football club uh, for it. Uh, in the Just talking from footballing terms because Ozil's performances had dipped. What we are told is that in training, he wasn't applying himself as Arteta's expectations reached. And at the end of the day, you need players that are giving their 110% in those training sessions. And if Arteta feels that not, that's not the case, and certainly the reports during that time were because of footballing reasons, that wasn't what happened and that wasn't what was going on. They decided to move on. And I think that Martin Odegaard has proven to be a much more Arteta-esque type player uh, someone who provides the the pressing that he is hungry to give in every single game and has proven to be a very, very good player. And I believe Martin Odegaard to be of a world-class standard and and certainly has been brilliant. But in terms of his social media activity, Ozil, uh, I mean, that was quippy as anything. <laughs> so, you know, but I always am very conscious to talk about the fact that Ozil's cult following is a very big cult follower and does measure Ozil, as we all very much well know. You say anything slightly, not positive about Urza when all of a sudden you can be very quickly set upon. So I expect my comment section to get uh, a little bit maybe feisty because I wasn't talking about him in the most glowing terms in the world. Um, Robert says, from Vlaovic to Ozerman to Ollie Watkins and Dominic Solanke, trust the process. Um, yeah, so many names of strikers and we've not signed any of those so far. Uh, Arsenal ended up signing the player that they were in talks with behind the scenes for quite a long time in Gabriel Jesus. Uh, let's see what happens regarding uh, our future and the options at striker as well. Um, Rob says, who do you see us selling in January? Uh, who in the summer? Obvious options are Nelson, Smith, Rowe, Eddie, Tierney, Kivio, Cedric, Elneny, Ramsdale, Vieira, Partey, 
and maybe uh, Ben White, Gabriel and Zinni. I don't see any of those leaving. Um, the ones that you've listed before that, I think there's certainly scope that all of those players could be sold besides maybe Kivio, although we are seeing some more links to that. Smith Rowe would need to be a very big fee to get him out of the club as well. Nketia and Nelson, I think, are the two key ones. You, I don't think you included Nketia, did you, in that list? No, I think Nketia is one that maybe you missed out that is, is also one that could be sold and, and has value that the club will be very much well aware of. So that might be something to, to consider as well. Um, uh, Ish Tiaki uh, says, uh, does Arsenal have a better chance of winning the Premier League compared to last season? Of course, I do think they do. Yeah, I think we're building towards something. Arsenal are on a journey of evolution and we have evolved from last year. And instead of being a team that blows sides away, um, sorry, did I miss the name Eddie, Rob? That's, that's my bad. Um, when when I think we were blowing teams away last season by three, four, five goals or whatever. And we have done that in some games this season. But suggestions from some fans that why aren't we just doing what we did last season? You know, it got our way forwards. We got into a position where um, we got into a position where we were you know, doing so well and then it fell away. Well, the reason why it fell away is because we were building. You know, we weren't, sorry, we weren't building in that same way. It was very high at the start, very much a lot of hype at the beginning. And then it kind of trailed off with the injuries that we suffered. This time around, we are building gradually and we just continue to look to be improving. We've become harder to beat. We are more resilient as a team. I think all of those factors certainly lean in our favour. Um, Robert says, Arthur Wilson. Who's Arthur Wilson? Is that someone in our chat box? Are they replying? Oh, yes. Arthur says, nice to see he is still supportive of the club. Yeah, I mean, it, if, as, actually, that's no, Ozil. You know, obviously you want Ozil to be supportive of Arsenal. I just wasn't particularly fond of that that tweet he did of the ironic trust the process thing. You know, I just think it was incredibly salty. And Robert says, Arthur Wilson, uh, three trophyless seasons on the bounce is progress, right? Robert, I'm guessing that you might not be Arteta's biggest fan. I, I do think that if there is a strong argument that if Arteta wins the league, and it's a big if, if Arteta wins the league this season, I think some people are going to have to go into hiding. <laughs> I really do. I really do. And Robert, I wish you and others were the types that would come onto our phone-in shows because it would be great entertainment, first of all, <laughs> to try and back up those opinions. Uh, Kasim says, A. Bola, the Portuguese news agency, has reported Arsenal have an interest in Ignacio from Sporting Lisbon. Uh, very good young defender. Um, I don't know if Arsenal's interested in Israel. I've not heard personally anything on that thread, but... Uh, uh, he is a good defender and certainly would fit more so, I think, what Arsenal are looking at regarding uh, regarding defenders. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. We are going to end the show there. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Really appreciate your time, as always. Have a fantastic day and Tuesday. I know Tuesdays aren't the best. Never my favourite day of the week, certainly. But uh, I hope that it works out a good way for you. Uh, please, before you go, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. If you're new, turn those notifications on so you never miss a show. We do these every single morning at 8 a.m. Have a fantastic day. Stay safe, stay well. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.